Welcome to the Entrepreneur Accelerator Podcast. I'm your host, Reem Kharbat. This is a podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners who want to accelerate their success in life and in business. And whether you're new to the business world, this show will help you because it's a mix of my own experience on how I built my three businesses in five years after being a top-notch executive in the corporate world. And I also speak with influencers and top leaders in the industry to help you and inspire you in mindset, marketing, strategy, sales, and everything in between. If you're new to the show, welcome. I'm the host of T and the founder of the Entrepreneur Accelerator Lab, a mentoring program, and I'm here to help you and inspire you launch and grow your business without wasting years of your life. If you'd like to learn more strategies, more seven-figure strategies, and you want to be surrounded by like-minded people, I encourage you to join my community on Facebook, Entrepreneur Accelerator Lab, where I give you all my experience and all the trainings that will help you start and launch your business using seven-figure launch strategies. I hope that you will enjoy this episode. It's an amazing one, and I'm sure you will have lots of uh, takeaways from it. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. Enjoy. Welcome to a new episode of the Entrepreneur Accelerator Podcast. This is your host, Dream. And today I'm super excited because with me, Laura Stewart, she's the Director of Sales and Marketing for Canada's number one real estate team for all of Royal LePage and co-host of one of Canada's top podcasts, the REC Experience. And I'm super excited that you're here with me. Seriously, like there are so many things that we're going to be talking about, especially that we as women, we like to talk a lot. <laughs> and I know you guys in the REC Experience, you are doing an amazing job. Uh, with all the interviews that you're doing and seriously like I follow you I love what you're doing and I know that you are let's say the woman behind all the amazing stuff uh, in there so before we start can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you're doing now well my gosh first and foremost thank you for that amazing introduction I must tell you that the podcast name is changing so by the time this gets released the podcast name is probably changed it's now going to be called the Jazz Tacker Podcast who you also had had on your show. And so I got to thank you for allowing me to be part of this today because I heard that Jazz was on the show and he told me about your story. And I was like, I need to be a part of this movement. I need to help women feel empowered. And here in Canada, obviously I am very fortunate. Um, so to speak with people like yourself, I mean, it's just incredible. A little bit about myself, my gosh. I really kind of grew up, I guess, with the quintessential suburban Canadian lifestyle. My dad worked at a bank. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. I had a brother and a golden retriever. And we kind of lived that stereotypical lifestyle, so to speak. You know, I growing up, I was always very determined child, very much into education. And so I kind of more my path going into the sciences. We were kind of told here that if you're going to be successful, you need to go into science. You need to be a doctor or something of that nature. And so 
I went to university for science, for nutrition specifically, and kind of learned pretty early on into that four-year degree that that probably wasn't going to be um, my calling in life. And uh, I finished the degree nonetheless, but then I was kind of left to to see where the world was going to take me. And my gosh, like it's been, you know, 15 years since I graduated now. And uh, it's been quite the journey, I must say. Awesome. You know, uh, I totally relate to that. Uh, Despite that we're living in different parts of the world, but coming from a background of my parents were like both of them educators and knowing that a successful person is someone who uh, is going to college, get a degree, get a job, and uh, you have to work hard 40 50, 60, 80 hours and do whatever so that you get this paycheck by the end. And regardless if you like it or not, but you're just stuck in this life and it sucks. And I t- I'm telling you, like, this is like the American dream <laughs> everywhere, but it's yeah. not. And I know that sometimes deep inside you feel that you were born or you were meant to do bigger things. And everyone around you might consider you like crazy for being different. So let me know, how how did you feel? How did you manage to get out of this and think about, okay, this is not what I really like and I am supposed to be doing something different, something that I really like. Like what, yeah. what was happening with you? Yeah, I think, I think it really comes down to a lot of self-reflection. I kind of always use the quote, I think it's like an ancient Greek philosopher that's become who you are by learning who you are. And I really spent a lot of time and I still do to this day in a lot of self-reflection about conversations I've had about what I'm doing at my job. I write in a journal every day, not like a dear diary type situation, but I'll I'll write down like the things I liked that I did today and the things I didn't like that I did today or the things that brought me energy and the things that took away energy. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, in doing that, I kind of came to realize along the way that what I was doing wasn't necessarily right for me. And so after university, I kind of dabbled in the fashion industry. I, I love fashion. I love getting dressed up. I spent a lot of time, you know, shopping for the perfect look and, and putting things together. And I thought, you know, if I like to do that on my free time, that's probably a great hobby for me. But let's turn that into making money. You know, people always say work in your passion. So then I went to back to school to to get um, a certificate in retail buying so that I could work for, say, a department store and, and buy articles for the store to be sold. You know what? I learned pretty quickly in that situation, too, that I'd rather be the person shopping at the high-end luxury store than the person buying for the store itself, right? And so then I, I kind of was puzzled, like, well, now what do I do? And so I took some time being a uh, a nanny, so to speak, for a special needs uh, individual. The family hired me on. And they said, look, figure your life out, but like make some money on the side. Because obviously we all have bills to pay. And I, you know, I remember at that time, I think I was 26 years, 25 years old. And my friends were now three, four years into their career. And I was a nanny. You know what I mean? And not that there's anything wrong with being a nanny. But I think they were kind of questioning like, what are you doing here? Like, why are you, you seem to be going backwards. But I kind of had this feeling that, look, I'm, this might seem like a step backwards, but I feel like it's going to propel my life forward. And so I took that opportunity to, to take care of this individual during the day. And then at night I went back and did my MBA again. I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea what was going to come of that. It's not like I was like, I'm going to go and do my MBA and I'm going to go be an accountant or something like that. I said, you know, at the end of the day, education, I feel opens doors. It doesn't close it. And so, you know, it, it, it wouldn't hurt. And here in Canada, like our, our schooling system is, is partially covered by the government. So it's not like you, you come out of it $200,000 yeah, debt or debt. Mm. like debt, but not, not to the extreme. So I felt that was worth the risk. And then during that time, 
time, I kind of was like, you know, I feel, I, I have this feeling like while I'm in my courses, like which kind of classes do I like? I was taking some entrepreneurial courses. Mm-hmm. I was taking some marketing courses. And you, you start to realize through, again, the self-assessment that maybe I need to go down more of the range and less corporate structure and something more of like a self, self-employed self uh, entrepreneurial way. And so then I started doing my real estate license all while doing, working wow. this full-time job, MBA on the side. I don't even know what I was thinking, mm-hmm. honestly, at the time. But again, you know, my friends were like, you're doing a lot, like you seem unfocused. And oh, my yeah. only my only suggestion to people is if they feel they're in that same kind of place is to really just have a sense of confidence in themselves. Most people don't see that you've been working on yourself. They don't see that you've been writing down on paper the things that you like and don't like. They don't see the journey. They only see the decisions you're making. They don't know how you got to that place. And so either don't tell them at all. That's always an option. Like the fewer people you tell, the fewer uh, opinions you're going to get. And and then just know that, look, at the end of the day, usually your friends have your best interest at heart. They mean well, but side table their opinions. and <laughs> Absolutely. You know, Laura, the thing is, I always say that what really helped me when I started the entrepreneurial journey especially working for like over 15 years in the corporate world and being like the best employee out there, you know, just going from uh, or working from nine to five and doing everything that they asked me to do, thinking that this is the only thing that I can do. But after I started this journey, and as I said, everybody around you will be telling you like, you're crazy. You need a backup plan, go find a job. You need a secure income and stuff. The thing that really helped me, and I think that this is what resonates with you, is that I shut or I um, cut the noise, like all the negative comments and feedback coming from people who haven't done it before. And they don't know what, you know, like most of them are either employees and none of them had uh, started their business or started their entrepreneurial journey. So managing to cut the noise and just listen to what you feel helped me so much and made me like accelerate the process and advance so, so fast. So from what you were telling me, so now you're the host or the co-host of uh, the podcast. What's the new name? You didn't tell me what's the The Jazz Tacker podcast. Oh, so it's (laughs) going to be the Jazz Tacker podcast. Yes, it is. I'm I'm still going to be co-hosting with him on it. Um, We just felt like it needed a little rebranding. Awesome. And I, guys, again, I've said it before and I'm saying it again and again and again. You have to listen to this podcast. Like seriously, I'm super jealous, but I applaud you for all the great effort that you're doing. So let me tell me, like, how does it feel to be interviewing all those influencers and getting the chance to speak with top entrepreneurs in the industry and being part of this journey? I think it's like, it's amazing. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you're doing? What is this podcast about? Is there like any future vision, bigger vision for it? Like, what is it that you're working on? Yeah, I mean, well, the podcast story is is kind of boring the way it starts. I mean, people see it now and they think, well, you have all these amazing people and it, it kind of looks like this overnight success, so to speak. But what people don't necessarily realize is how we started, how long it took to get it going. Jazz and I were just kind of talking one day about things that we could do from a marketing perspective. Uh, he's the host of the podcast. And um, he said, look, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. This is back in 2008. And I was kind of like, what's a podcast? I didn't, yes. <laughs> in all honesty, I didn't know what a podcast was. It wasn't like huge here in Canada at that time. Uh, and he sort of explained it to me and told me to like do some research on it. And I came back the next day and I said, I think this is a great idea. Um, but what are we going to talk about? And at first we said, well, we're in real estate. So let's just have a real estate podcast. 
And so the first, I think, eight to 10 episodes were just um, jazz speaking with people in the industry of real estate. After that sort of first season wrapped up, we kind of sat down and I was like, I don't know, like, I'm kind of bored of our own podcast. Like, you can only talk about real estate so yeah. much. And like, how many times can you interview a, a home inspector, for example? Mm-hmm. And so then we said, well, let's broaden it a bit. Like, what do what do we like to talk about? One of the best, like, we spend hours upon hours here at work not, not doing tasks, just brainstorming new ideas. And what could we do? What could be done? Uh, what systems could we implement so we can be more effective? And so we said, look, I think we should open this up to entrepreneurs and leaders and maybe see who we get. So we we reached out to a number of people. And I was telling you before we started this interview today, this podcast today, that you really got to be persistent. So anyone thinking about starting a podcast and they're looking to get people on, like you need to reach out four, five, six, seven, 15 times sometimes before you you can get people. And what they what we always, always hear is that, look, you guys were relentless. So finally, I had to say yes. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> you know, you know, this is, I think this is the biggest lesson of this interview, seriously, because I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs out there who would quit after the, fr- they would quit even before they ask because they think that no is the answer. So they, so they don't even try, they don't even try. So this is amazing. And I loved what she said about you started to at 2008 and you were brainstorming, but you were so consistent and you were so persistent in whatever you were doing and you, there was like an evolution to it. And we're now in 2020 and you guys are growing. You did not stop. You did not quit. Even if you were bored at the beginning that it's just only us, no one is listening to us. But this is a great lesson, uh, seriously. And I loved it. I loved it. If you can. Yeah, I just wanted to add on one part of that because we, you know, I think a lot of people also think if I could just get this one, you know, celebrity or famous person on my podcast, then yeah. my podcast is going to take off. I, I got to tell you that that's also not the way it works. We had uh, Gary Vaynerchuk on, I don't know if you know who that is, yes. entrepreneur. And um, we thought that was going to be the, you know, our catapult into podcast success. Yes. And it helped. It gave us some credibility, but it's never one thing in isolation. It's never one guest in isolation here at, at work. It's never one phone call we make. It's, it's everything working together and being consistent about it. That really has been the, the turning point for us. So anyone who's starting again, persistence and, and a lot of patience, really. I love that. I truly, truly love that because I've been there. I know what you're talking about. I've, I'm a business coach. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs who seriously, they have the problem, as I said, with just starting out with believing in themselves and believing in the process that it takes time. It's not an overnight thing. And it's not just like, I received a lot of questions. How did you get Elena on your show in the first uh, first episode? I said, I simply asked. <laughs> and some people, they did not like, like that answer because they were expecting like, you know, I don't know, like a certain uh, blueprint on how to reach out and what to do but again seriously it's just reaching out following up and uh, without the follow-up like I wouldn't have been talking today with uh, with Laura seriously so it's just yeah you know, you know there's a bit of a stereotype sometimes you'll see like models who are dating like female models who might be dating 
some less than beautiful looking men. And, and yeah. sometimes you hear people say like, how did, how did he get her? And you know what? He probably just asked her out. Most people are yeah. too scared. They're too inti- intimidated to ask her out. My guess is he just actually did it. Maybe he felt he had nothing to lose. I'm not sure, but the same, that same premise applies to so many things in life. Love it. Laura, if I can ask you, what is your top one advice for entrepreneurs to accelerate their success? You've been in this journey. You've seen a lot and you managed to quit uh, or to leave what you didn't like. And now you're doing things that you're more passionate into or passionate about. So what is your number one secret advice that they can take immediately and implement and they will notice immediate uh, change or success? What I really think, and and I'll say today, because I was nervous before uh, starting our podcast today, I, I haven't done a lot of these solo. And I said to my colleagues, colleagues around. I was like, I'm a little bit nervous. You know, my, my armpits are getting a little sweaty beforehand. And everyone was saying, Laura, you've done this so many times. How could this make you nervous? And I, you know, A, I think it's a bit of a good thing if you do have a little bit of nerves, but my suggestion would be to people is to not walk away from that, not to turn your back. Those Yeah, they're nerves, but they're not telling you that something's bad. It might be telling you that something's good. And so don't let that fear stop you. Just give something a try. Just take that first step and then take the second step. And that usually will compound over time. And you'll find that in five, 10 years from now, that's where the success happens. I love it. Thank you so much. That was really amazing. If we can go back a little bit to uh, when you started this journey, as you said, in the real estate and now with the podcast, what is it that you can, let's say, what what you saw uh, from the people that you're working with and with the environment that you're working with, the let's say the number one mistake or obstacle that people face and they will just put all their dreams on hold, not allowing them to uh, move on or to do what they were supposed to do? Like, what is it that... Yeah, yeah. That's a great question, Reem. I think, and you know, this one I'm going to take from from the female perspective. I, I, I hope you have a lot of female listeners. What I've learned through this podcast is when we're trying to get guests, in all honesty, it's very difficult to get female guests. And for when we were just doing audio, it wasn't as difficult. Once it once we started recording the video, it seemed that women would turn their away from it a little bit. Um, I don't know if it was the insecurity of the camera, yeah. insecurity of the voice, whatever it may be. Maybe they felt like they didn't have something important enough to say, or they didn't have enough success. So who would care to listen to me? And I really want to drive home for people that their voice, their opinion matters one way or the other. And even if it doesn't resonate with everybody, chances are it's going to resonate with somebody. And so that alone should get you to put yourself out there, whether it be, it doesn't have to be a podcast. It could just be social media. It could be a blog. I started a blog two years ago now. And I remember as soon as I hit submit my first blog, and I I remember thinking, oh my God, I'm so scared. People are going to read this. They're going to judge, judge me. And I feel like women have that a lot, this fear of judgment. Yeah. I really just want to say you are enough. You're good enough. Whatever you have to say is worthy of being put out there. Give it a try. You'll be so surprised the amount of support you'll get and the support that you don't get. I always look at it like this, like people are making fun of you from the sidelines, like they're not even doing it. They're making fun of you for trying. And that's all that really matters. Thank you so much for saying this, like seriously, because it reminds reminded me today, last year was the day when I announced that I'm doing this podcast. And I remember that day I was shaking because, you know, I'm a Middle Eastern girl. 
I live in Saudi Arabia and no one listens to podcasts here. And as yeah. you said, I always thought that who am I to share my voice? I come from a background or from an environment and society where women were not supposed to, let's say, speak or share their minds or like dream. So I was also like, I had this fear inside me, like who would listen to me and why would I do this? But then I said, like, if I wouldn't, if I don't try, I wouldn't know what, what's on the other side and I have to do it, you know? And just two months after that, I was really surprised that uh, my podcast hit the top charts and I managed to get Elena Cardone for the first episode because she loved my story and uh, she wanted to be part of this. And then it grew more and more and I had uh, 10,000 downloads and it made me really, Laura, believe that seriously, we we put the limitation, we stop ourselves from achieving things. And as women, no matter where you are, where you come from, who you are, you have your voice and you deserve to share it. And there are so many people who will listen to you. And as you said, Laura, as you said, you will be surprised from the amount of support that you can get from other people. So never stop uh, doing this. And whenever you want to just if you have the the passion to do something, just do it and don't yeah. stop. Thank you so much, Laura. You're amazing. I really enjoyed this. And thank you so much for being here in the Entrepreneur Accelerator podcast. It was really wonderful talking to you. I appreciate you and I appreciate your time. If people would like to learn more about you and what you're doing and about the podcast, where can they find you? Yeah, so they can find the podcast on uh, just search for Jazz Tacker podcast. They can find me on Instagram, Laura Stewart, T-O, S-T-E-W-A-R-T-T-O. And my blog, medium.com forward slash at Laura's playlist, if they'd like. And Reem, again, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And if I can leave people, especially those women out there that you were mentioning, because I got choked up when you were speaking there at the end, because it's such an important thing to say is that it's time for us to really woman up. You know, we it's time for us to woman up. We're, we're the only ones putting restraints on ourselves at this point. So go get after it. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thanks for listening. If you've liked this episode and you want to go a lot deeper and you want to learn more about my philosophies and methodologies and tactics on leadership, business, finance, and mindset, everything that I learned and implemented to hit the seven figure while building the business around your life and family, if you want to create an impact and be a high achiever, then I really encourage you to check out my program, the Business Accelerator Lab. It's transforming lives because it's an implementation lab. It's the information there is really, really powerful and very tactical. You know, people have asked me before, Reem, how did you manage to get all that done in just a few years with no following, no external funding? And they asked, can you mentor us? They understand that all great athletes have a coach because a coach holds them accountable. Even superstars have a mentor because a mentor pushes them and challenges them and is honest with them and teaches them. And so if you believe that you are maybe stuck in your life or maybe you're successful but you want to significantly get to the next level, if that's of an interest to you and you don't want to waste years of your life trying to figure it out, then I'd love to tell you about the Business Accelerator Lab. It's my mentoring program where you're gonna absolutely love it. 
we'll talk all mindset, business, marketing, productivity, simply how to run your business and not let your business run you. It's exactly what I've done and how I managed to build three businesses all the way from Saudi Arabia while being a mom. The final thing that I'll leave you with is this. If this episode of the Entrepreneur Accelerator has been valuable to you, I would love it if you would share it with three of your friends in the next 24 hours so we can get the message out. I want to thank you for being here with me in this episode and I wish that you all received great value from it. If you'd like to know more about me and what I do, let's connect on Facebook or maybe you can book a power session with me at reemkharbat.com. That is R-E-E-M-K-H-A-R-B-A-T.com. One more time, thank you so much and I'll see you next time. Take care.